And welcome to the Darren Woodson Show's today's roundtable episode. Uh, that was kind of an awkward. Well, that you kind of looked at me. Awkward. <laughs> I don't know if it's awkward, but you, yeah, we've, no energy. We've, we've, we've talked. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Like oh, you, you less. open the exact same way every single time. Hi, welcome to the Darren, Darren Woodson Show. Show. Like, dude, come on, man, dude. You're do you fullback. do you love what you do? Ramped up. Yeah, do you really love this? Do you love this? Or, or do, do we need to find a third? Do we need to find another yeah, cover? You're out. Matter of fact, you're out. All right, guys. Sorry, Darren, talking to the mic. It was, hey, right. it was a pleasure. <laughs> it was. And these are the dudes on side. No, no, no. You need to bring us in. You're the best at it. You need to bring us in. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to rethink <laughs> okay, our Okay, okay, guys. Oh, starting man. to rethink our approach. Jeez. Anyways, <laughs> everyone, thank there you so goes. much. Yes. I'm trying to be respectful of your wife downstairs, who oh, is actually you know. working. We're yeah, up here we're just jacking we're around. Competing. <laughs> we're competing. We are competing with my wife, actually. Oh, man. Hey, uh, we always like to start these roundtables off with uh, recognizing some of our listeners and the reviews that they give. So, Ben, I'm going to turn it over to you, and then uh, we're going to jump right into our... Um, no, we're, we're not. Yeah, I've got are. a very important question. Before oh. Okay, hold on. Hold on. First? Yeah, hold, hey, or, hold on. Why, is, why are you last week, you're like, oh, dude, uh, I'm the one that puts in all the work. I schedule this. Yeah. So I do all this. And then we actually take initiative to do that. And then now and you, you're like, you, you did. This is the initiative. This is, this is Ben's show. You guys are just living in it. All right, Ben, you know what? You, Dude, hey, you I, see, you send it back over he, here when you're ready. Hey, he you get, started you get quiet. Upset. I think we woke the bear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he did. He's Let's up. Darrell, what go. else could you say? Let's to go. Let's go. Whatever agenda you want, Ben, let's go. It, it, I appreciate the initiative, but it needs to be done my way. Evidently. <laughs> yeah, so if you've never heard a podcast before, if you're from Mars, you can rate and review podcasts. You can give us a five-star rating. Please only give us five-star ratings. And you can review the show. And we really appreciate you guys that do. We're going to read one review today because it's a little bit longer, but I thought it was really good. And I think you guys Just will. one? It's a long one. Okay. So here we go. Wait, are we, uh, honestly, are we running out of reviews? Are they not, <laughs> are they not writing no, we reviews? St- I was going to say. We, we can read more. We, how, no, I, you know what? I think we, we like focusing on a single listener. Like, give them the credit where oh, it's yeah. due. Please. And Tyler, I think that's this boy, it says VAC boys fan. So maybe a Vacaville Oh, yeah. that's good. Okay. Right. Maybe. Is that what you guys call yeah. each other? VAC boys? Yo, VAC boys. VAC town. VAC town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that what the gangs are called? The local hey, gangs? The Vac Boys? I don't know. There was a gang in my high school, just a couple of dudes, called the Texas Boys. Texas Boys. You didn't mess with the Texas Boys. <laughs> in fact, if you're hearing guys, this, yeah. what, 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 uh, hey, uh, hey, they, I didn't they, say anything. Just kidding. Hey, they, they, ro- they rope and hogtie you. and <laughs> uh, <laughs> Texas they, Boys, too. Cow tipping over in Abilene. <laughs> they weren't, they weren't uh, cowboys. I'll we'll, say this. We'll leave it at that. I'll say this. Vacaville was hood. I had a literally... Uh, this was probably three months before we moved down to Fresno and I couldn't move fast enough because literally I had a bike stolen from me at gunpoint when <laughs> oh, I was at gunpoint. At oh, gunpoint. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But some guys that lived around the corner and I was like trading bike parts and I was like pulling apart my bike and dude walks up behind me, puts a gun on the back of my head and says, just go ahead and leave your bike here and Dang. you can go home. Yeah. That's dude, crazy. Scared to death. And, I'm, and I was 11 years old. Yeah. Man, yeah, and it wasn't even that good of a bike. Hey, it wasn't even that, that good of a hey, bike. Vacaville, it was hood, man. There is nothing hood about Vacaville. Well, you know, y'all know I was born hey, in Vacaville. We're, we're thirty, we're thirty minutes from the bay. <laughs> well, y'all know I was born in in Rio, yeah. and and my mom was taking my baby brother at the time to go get a haircut, mm. and she pulls out of the driveway. Two dudes jump in the car, hold her up at gunpoint, drive her down the road, let her out a few. Blo- they say we're not going to hurt you. We just mm. need your car. Let her out a few blocks later. Let her walk home, but took the car at gunpoint. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that you think you're the bad. only one from? Oh man, I'm yeah, just saying back from the hood. Rio. Well, you lived in Rio though. That's Rio. Rio. Hey, what's the what's the movie um, that's Rio? based in Rio? No, this <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> birds that are singing. <laughs> no, the um, uh, it's in Portuguese. Like God's, it's a good movie. It's about like the drug trade in Rio. It's up in the burrows, up in the mountains, up in the uh, uh, the slums yeah, no, up there. No, yeah. I don't know. Oh, the favelas. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Back to the review. <laughs> yeah. Can we get back there? I'm not sure how hey, we, we got hey, so far off the path. We are the most bipolar <laughs> show already. ADD at its best. Let's go. Oh, the, man. The subject line is thank you. All right. Like I said, it's kind of a long one. So, so lock in, Darren. You're ADD. Lock in for I'm, me. He lost me already. <laughs> I've been working the night shift for 28 years. And I have an hour commute each way. 
I have filled my ride for years with listening to music, but when I heard you guys were starting this podcast, I had to listen. I feel like since I have listened, it has made me a better husband, father, and person. I am married to my high school sweetheart, been together for 35 years, and married for 27. I still strive to find ways to be better for her and my kids. Your subject matters have helped me do that. Like you guys say, no matter where you come from, we are all dealing with issues. When we talk about these issues openly, it helps to bring answers to a lot of questions we all have. I have passed on the different shows, sorry, I have passed on the different shows to my wife and kids that I feel will help them in life as well. By the way, I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan. Yeah. My dad got me hooked watching Staubach yeah. and Dorsett years ago. The Cowboys are a big part of my life and I never miss a game. Since my dad has passed now, my son and I carry the tradition in watching all the games together. I have to say Darren is one of my all-time favorites. Still think he was the hardest hitter I've ever seen. Tyler was a great player as well. Should have been with us longer. Ben, love your insight and, per- and perspectives. Sorry this is long, but just wanted to let you guys know your show is making a difference, and I look That's forward awesome. to my ride a lot more having you guys to listen to. Best of luck to all you and your families. Man, Jeff Jones. You know what, man? Jeff, you think of a guy you. like you, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. That was awesome, but, Jeff. Thank I you. mean, think about the, the, how many people are traveling. He said an hour? An hour each way. Man, that is amazing. Yeah. Just, Which is know, why we try road. to keep our shows about an hour. So you can listen to the whole thing. And then listen to another one on your way home. <laughs> Strategery. That's what it was. <laughs> Strategery. <laughs> Strategery. No, but seriously. <laughs> seriously, thank you for that review. That's awesome. And, and please, guys, keep sharing. Keep spreading the word. We want to reach as many people as we can. Uh, That's awesome. Okay, what's your question? Serious question. Yeah, <clears throat> go ahead. Now, pre-COVID, this was probably a better discussion, but post-COVID, we can still have it. You know, because we, we try to get to the depth and the, we try to solve real issues. I think a few, few episodes ago, we talked about dinner etiquette, who pays. Yeah. If I invite Darren to dinner for a party, am I paying or is he paying? You know, we settled that debate. What y'all's, what's proper elevator etiquette mm. what do you i mean and what i mean by that is when you get on the elevator it's not a packed elevator there's one other person mm-hmm. are you talking to that person when you get on or are you doing the awkward get it right in turn around and stare at the numbers no like you, acknowledge, has you always acknowledge yeah the person when you walk yeah, and in. it's a read too like it, it, if you could tell they don't want to talk like i'm that person on a plane i don't really like talking to people on a plane but elevator, I give a, you give a friendly hello. Now that, and you, you know read what? Them. That surprises the hell out of really? me. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I've seen you stare at a wall and have a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like that is are, surprising, <laughs> actually. <laughs> you will talk to any damn. Have you ever been with Tyler, man? I mean, out to eat with Tyler? Oh, yeah. He's the most social person. It takes an person. hour and a half to walk away. Hey, we're gone. Tyler, yeah. Yeah, we're gone. Tyler, let's go. Let's go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait. I got to go say bye. That's how my dad is. My dad, if, if, you know, will be out to eat and he'll know the way. Waiter's life story. Oh, yeah. By the yeah. Time we're oh, yeah. yeah. That's different. Different circumstances. Like planes, it's like, I don't know what it is. Planes, I want to I sleep and I want to get to my destination and I want get, to get on with it. Whereas like elevators though, it's, hey, how's it going? And if it's a friendly response, then okay, there's a follow-up question, yeah. right? Because I do like to read people because I don't like, if, if I'm not necessarily in the mood to have a conversation, which some days I'm not, like, I also want people to be able to read that. Nothing drives me crazier than people can't read situations. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like, okay, hey, shut it down. Like, I'm not. But if y'all aren't talking, if you've decided, if you've decided this, this is not a talkative person, yeah. where do you look? Because everybody does the awkward, I'm going to stare at the numbers as yeah. if the numbers are going to do something different. I, I try, so, yeah, I try to lock eyes with them, whether they're looking at me or not. <laughs> and I usually, I usually start to play with my belly button a little bit. <laughs> Your and nipples. You start playing. You get a little freaky here now. Look, man, I, I don't even. I, it, to me, it's never a big deal because I'll, I'll normally get on and I'll say hello. I, the one thing I do hate is when people say like, "Hey, how how's the, how are things going?" Like you it's really generic, do not generic answer. Nobody I'll, gives a real you know, answer. You know, that's another thing is the how are you? Yeah. yeah. Do hey, you really you care? You don't give. Yeah. You don't you care. You don't, yeah. man. We've so, just gone to such a rhythm of like I'm going to ask you how you are. I know that I have a grand total of 17 seconds left with you. <laughs> like I know that I'm not going to get any substance. So like, why right. are you going to ask it? I mean, now, granted, I think in our business, there's times that we're in elevators quite a bit. And we have elevator pitches. Yes. Like someone asks, like, what do you do? 
Well, have you ever actually done that on an elevator? No, I've, I've, not, not. Somebody. I've not. I'm going to spare you, sir. Yeah, I have not. Because you really don't care what My I do. My favorite thing, though, really honestly is to do is, is you get on, you see, you get on with someone at the same time. You see, okay, hey, they're going up to the top floor. So what I do is I you hit every button. <laughs> you're get off on the next floor you're a jerk you, you would be that guy and I fart on my way out <laughs> you would be that just dude. really leave so y'all's opinion is you just gotta read the you just gotta, you read, gotta read it, it. Yeah. you gotta read it and totally, I don't think it's sure. again man I've never thought getting on the elevator was that big of a deal and, and can you imagine how, how how painful it is for an introvert though uh, they're yeah. stuck uh, yeah. in an elevator with another <laughs> yeah. human being in a yeah. metal box being yeah. transported to their destination. Seconds. I don't yeah. feel sorry well, for it. For seconds in a small, but you, what about downtown where there's 38 floors, yeah. 40 floors? Yeah. I mean, just Still. imagine the pain that person's in <laughs> sitting yeah. there. Yeah. Like a CPA firm on the top floor, a bunch of introverts. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That, that's the reason for <laughs> the cell phone. If you yeah. ever need a scapegoat, just yeah. look at the cell phone. I saw I well, during the games or well the earbuds now too. The though. earbuds yeah. exactly. Yeah. I don't know how many guys. You know I used to walk out to the to the bus before games. Like you're in a hotel. Oh, I thought you were talking about the red carpet on your way to your car every and I, day and that's, in the parking well, garage. That's a little different. I don't I don't put the earbuds in for that. But I don't know how many times what guys would yeah on I, purpose put their headphones on and act like they're listening yeah. to music. Yeah. So the fans so the, if the fans yeah. walked up they would you know well I'm oh. listening to music can't I can't um, hear you. Hundred percent. Why not just fake like you're on a phone call? That's the, that's what you do on the elevator. Well, now. but when I you mean, gotta, but back in the day when he played, when you guys, you got to use two hands to hold the cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> so big, right? Yeah, two totally hands different. hold my Super Bowl rings too. <laughs> oh, oh I, I, I honestly, I thought you were gonna out. say two hands to hold something down <laughs> south, but. <laughs> Ben, That's disgusting. Ben, children You're, are You know listening. what, man? We're trying to clean up the show. All right, here we go. All right, let's let us let us move on. Let's move on. Okay, so uh, we've been doing some lists, and Ben's done a really good job of, of bringing provocative, controversial topics. Are you going to let him do this today? Yeah, hell yeah, he is. Are you, let him do what? Let, it, let me do something. He's You're going to let you do this. Yes, so we are going to have we're going to have a list, okay? And uh, unlike Ben, though, I really had a hard time narrowing this down to just four, so we are going to have to do five. Jeez. So I am changing it up. So here is the here oh, is the. Hold on, hold on, give me, let me get yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Write it down. Write it down. I'll show you. Yeah. I got them written down. You can look oh. at it. You can look at it once I do. Oh, you let yeah. me look. I, no, hey, I've got it written you, down. It's, it's not, not, it's not government me. secrets. I mean, no, it's, I know. I'm just saying. Look. You I don't even let me look, Ben. All right. So okay. So here's the thing: is I have not been. I cannot include everything in here. So there's going to be difference of opinions. Oh, interesting how that works. No, yours was gospel. Yours was like these are the only ones that we're doing. No, never once was that said. Was. So this is this is going to be not this is going to be favorite comedy movie. Okay, this is not what is your favorite. This is the most timeless comedy movie. So you know when like you thought a movie was funny when you were eighteen yeah, and, and you watched it, it and well. it doesn't yeah. age well. Yeah. Right. So I these are the Air ones. Bud. Correct. Angels in the Outfield. Yes. Yeah. Rookie, Although Angels in the Outfield is not bad. Sandl- I mean, Sandlot's pretty, Sandlot's pretty ageless. What's Sandlot yes. is ageless. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So my kids watched it the other day, and I forgot the language that was in Sandlot. There's a little language, but yeah. the point is, it doesn't matter your age. You can watch Sandlot. That's right. That's There's true. others that- If that's on, if you scroll through, which nobody does anymore, but if you're scrolling through and it's on, I, that's one of the ones I always stop Absolutely. on. Absolutely. All right. So- there's, there's going to be two parts here, so this is going to take just a couple minutes, is we're going to go through this list, but then you're going to give your each of our top three favorite comedies of all time. So, so wait, can be on this up. list or not. So you're going to rank the ones I give you. Okay. And then round two. That is, are timeless. That yeah, are timeless. Yeah, that hold the time value. Right. And then the second one is just what our individual okay. favorite three comedies okay. are. All right. This okay. is interesting. Okay. So... It's first, more fun being on this side. I can, yeah. I can say that. Yeah, it's, it's, not knowing what's suspense. coming. There's suspense. Okay, so uh, favorite comedies. Uh, number one is Coming to America. Oh, never seen it. <laughs> so that's la- you that's claim, last one for you me. Claim, you, you claim to be black. black. You are. You just lost. There's Give no me your claiming car. about Give it. Give me your car. Never. I can't change who I am. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, next one is Office Space. Never seen it. Never seen that one. Serious? Dude, you're picking movies nobody's ever seen. Yeah. Hey, this yeah, may be an no. epic fail here, guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one is Wedding Crashers. Whoa. Okay. Yes. Seen it. Yes. Okay. Uh, the next one is Friday. Never oh. seen it. You, you, you have you, not. Are you just, are you just saying that? To, Jesus. Are you just are saying you, that to make us mad no, now? I've literally never seen it. Come on, man. <laughs> 
Then your car, dog. Hey, we were you know here. what? Hey, we we might have to just schedule a podcast where we just watch these movies. Oh my bit. god. <laughs> With some this guns. might have to be hey, Darren, hey, Darren, hey, Darren might have to be the one to play this game. We need to go. Hey, hey you just don't say just anything else. <laughs> you about gummy those. bears. <laughs> hey, I ain't got no job. <laughs> I ain't got no job. I'm out of work. Put these right. gummy bears in my mouth. Uh, and then the last one is Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I've seen two of the five. Man, Man. Yeah. you can't even play this game. I can't. I'm gonna let you. Man, you know what? You need, to, you, need to, you need to send a list out. You know that's that's this is your fault. It is my fault. It totally is. It, and then I apologize because guys. that's what I'm actually I'm with you on only one. I don't. I, I've never watched Office Space, so I'm, I'm clueless to that. But I can't believe y'all haven't watched Office Space. All right, scratch Office Space. Remove that altogether. So there's four. We're well, back. He, to he four. can't. It's just, just me and Darren, you. Just you, Darren. Oh just, you just go. I'll right. just go ahead and sit here with my thumb on my butt. Oh my gosh, that's normal. This is. Hey, you know what? See, this is what happens when you allow someone else to control. Right. This. He picks a, a category that it could be very. Um, guys, I went through nine different lists of top comedies of all time. And these were. The so most you didn't consistent. even come up with a list on, on your own. Oh, mm. Did I come up with the movies? No, I just had to recall which ones are there. And these are these were the okay. best ones. All right, all right. go ahead, Darren. Uh, I'm going to let you four, play right? this on top your own. Top four, right? Yeah, top four. Okay. All right. So. Timeless, right? You you keep saying top four, yeah, but of the timeless comedies that like you watch. Timeless. Have you seen Christmas Vacation? Yes. Okay, put that one in instead of uh, Office Space. Okay, he's not going to remember those. Yeah, he's, he's Christmas gonna, Vacation, wrote, uh, no, Dumb I, and Dumber. Because I just wrote them down. That's why you're looking at them. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. All right. So timeless, timeless. Like I could watch it today. And yes, it and still laugh. Uh, Fridays. Is that what it's called? Friday. Friday is, okay. is, is Friday is number, number one. Number one. Number one or okay. number four? Right. I can, well, number one, right? Yeah, we'll you're going to go one. Yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. So you just buried the lead. Like Friday number one, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. the first, first one. one. Yep. First one. Friday's number one for me. Okay. Coming to America is a classic. Okay. Yeah. I believe you on both of those. Do you know who classic. is in Coming to America? Will Smith. <laughs> Come on, man. Eddie, Eddie Murphy, dude. Dude, this is Arsenio Hall. This is a freaking Do you even know who Arsenio Hall is? No. Thank you. Forget it. How about Eddie Murphy? You know who that is. I do know. Okay. okay. Eddie, Eddie's my brother. Okay. So Friday, one. Coming uh-huh. to America's two. Okay. Uh, what? Oh, man. Wedding Crashers number three. Because listen, and this is the reason why I say that. Because Wedding Crashers, it, it could easily be... Two, yeah, agree. Somewhere in there, I mean, great movie, great show. Dumb and Dumber was like hilarious when I first saw it, but yeah, I just saw it again about two months ago, yeah. And I was like, this the is only not reason timeless. I the, and I thought about that too because I've seen it, and I'm like, yeah, it's not that funny, but I still use more lines from yeah. Dumb and Dumber, it's oh, the most quotable movie of all than yeah. I've ever used, so that's why I say, okay, it's timeless, right? Yeah, yeah. okay, so give me your. I still think it's hilarious. Maybe that says something about me. No one one cares anymore because you don't know half the movies. You Um, just insulted me. All the black movies. Good list. You're supposed to be black. So I'll go. I'll go back. And then Christmas Vacation is in in there too now. So put that. Put that at the very end. Come on. But that's the movie though. That's one that threw that out. That's on that. Like you always have to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean. Yeah. Come on. I mean. Okay. All right. Insult to all the other great comedies that are out there. I'm going to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave Christmas vacation on. Okay. Here's so. what I appreciate about your list. Yeah. In a time of divisiveness. Yeah. You found a way to get a very all inclusive list. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> that you had no idea. Why, did that, why can't but it just be so comedy? Strange, you were clueless. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, what? Which ones have I not seen? <laughs> support black movies. I see. I always support black, black movies movie. matter. Friday. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to take a stab at it? No. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so my list is going to be, uh, I'm going to say, you're going to hate me, Darren, for this, but I'm going to say Friday is, is my number four. Wow. Uh, Dumb and Dumber is three. Um, Coming to America is two, and oh, yeah, then Wedding, wedding Crashers. Crashers is one. The reason I say Wedding Mo- Crashers is motorboating. Well, because because you're like- just a horny little white dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you replayed scene but number one over of, and- that type of comedy. Oh. It was like it, it revolutionized it, like that in old school, right? Oh, those are yeah. two. Those are two movies that were like the new wave of humor, like from the Dumb and Dumber, like slapstick. 
Right. And now it's like that was like the the clever witty yeah. Vince Vaughn dude was man hilarious man. in that show. Yeah. yeah. God. Have you noticed that when he yells, he doesn't yell? He like just talks. His really body fast. language is yelling. Yeah. But his but his voice is very quiet. Have y'all ever noticed that? No, but I will. Probably <laughs> Next time you now. watch a movie of Vince Vaughn, he'll be yelling like yeah. his everything about. If you have it on mute, he's yelling. Yeah, but his voice is this is this about this loud. It's huh. cra- it's the craziest thing. Interesting. Notice huh. it next time. All right, that's good to know. All right, so you have had time to think about your favorite three. <sighs> I mean, Wedding Crashers and Dumb and Dumber are in my top three. So okay. great choice. Go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a third one. Uh jeez. Comedy. It's not gonna be a black movie. I know that. Nope. Definitely don't <laughs> roll with that. that you know. Jeez. <laughs> evidently, to all the black folks out there, we apologize <laughs> for Ben's blackness. <laughs> I guess my whiteness in this case. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, name some movies. I, I, this is harder. Uh, than it. Yeah. So there's there's old school. There's old Hangover. School. Hangovers. There's, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you remember all these movies? Man, I'm, I'm a, you know, I was a big Rush Hour Two fan. Yeah. Okay. So if that if that is, oh, I was a big Rush Hour Two fan. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris, Chris, Chris Tucker. Tucker yeah. And, yeah. And Jackie Chan. Yeah. yeah. I was a big Rush Hour. As a II comedy, fan. though, like really. I mean, it's like, a comedy. Yeah, it's a it's a comedy. Yeah. Actually, comedy. I don't know if it's in my top three, but that's just something that came to mind. Yeah. Okay. Um. What's the uh Step Brothers? Step Brothers. Okay. Step Brothers. That's it. That yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Funny. yeah. Yeah. The classic. Really funny. I mean, there's yeah. There's Anchorman. Yeah. There's yeah. Uh, All right, what do you got, Darren? Step Brothers is good, man. I forgot. <laughs> what about the, uh, the Talladega Nights? Yeah, I wasn't. Holy a, I wasn't cow. a huge. That Talladega was Nights that was fan. that was one of those movies that I did not I did not love the first time I saw it, and then as I watched it, it got more and yeah. more funny. Step Brothers was maybe cool. I need yeah. to give it another go. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite was one of those two that no, like, that was first terrible, time was man. awful. I cannot. But like yeah, the second time it was good, third time it was funnier, fourth time, and then it was... Wait, so you had to watch it four times before I you did. realized it was funny? Man, that was high school when it was like any chance you got to like to go watch a movie with girls, like, yeah. you know, the group There's deal. alcohol so, about when you're watching... Oh, no, there was Yes, there no, was. Napoleon Dynamite, no, please. Nobody wants to watch. I mean, who watched Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, that was I couldn't a bad get one. past... That was a really bad one. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Well? So, did you say yours? Yeah, he said it. You. Did you say yours? Your favorite three. Of all time, yeah. I would say Friday coming to America. And I would, I, honestly, I would throw Wedding Crasher in there or Step Brothers. Okay. So Friday and coming to America, are you <clears throat> two of your favorites of all time? I'm not, I'm not, and that's a legitimate question. Dude, yes. Okay. Friday, man. So I need to watch him is what you're Chris, saying. Yeah, with Tucker, Chris Tucker and yeah. Ice Cube, man. Yeah. It just, you know what about why? Barbershop? You know why? I've seen I, Barbershop. I would say that because it just reminded me of, it's like how we grew up, you know, the sitting mm-hmm. there, <laughs> sitting on the patio, in the front. Mm. They, they, they're getting, I never got butted back then, <laughs> but they're getting butted. They're having, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, they just reminded me a lot of, you know, of my childhood. But then coming to America was, man, that's, that's just a classic, yeah. Eddie Murphy. And if you've never seen it, damn shame. Yeah. Shame yeah. on you, brother. You yeah. got You got it. You got to see it for sure. Would, right, would cancel culture <clears throat> cancel coming to America these days? With what? You know what cancel culture is? No. What is that? They it's like the people it that are like mad at Aunt Jemima and all that. No, no, they would. They no, wouldn't. No, they don't no. shut down coming it's to a, America. It's a, it's a black show, man. It's Eddie Murphy and Arsenio. Did you ever see uh, like so? Thinking back, happened? back in the day, like Caddyshack or Animal oh, House man. or any of those. Caddyshack was oh, that's another one. That was you one. I have not seen. So you're bringing I don't up think names. I've seen see, all there the way you go. <laughs> there you go. So you're bringing up. You never I don't think seen I've seen it all the way. Through. I've seen it. I don't know if I've seen it all the way. Hold through. Uh, now. Caddyshack might be number one. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, if we had uh, a real list. If we had a, a long. When did Caddyshack come out? Eighties, uh, early eighties. It had to be early eighties. Seventies, yeah. Uh, yeah. Might have been late seventies, but early eighties. No, it had sure. to be in the eighties. I'll tell you, it had to be in the eighties. Yeah, look that up. All right, producer Tyler. Bill Murray. So, how old were you when you first saw it? I was, I was young. I was a kid. I, I mean, even when I Do saw. Y'all remember it, your though, first Rated R movie? Nineteen eighty. Yes. What was your first Under, Rated R Under movie? Siege with Steven Seagal? I hadn't seen it. was when, uh, like, the the uh, naval ship How old was. Were you? I was second or third, second grade, second or third grade. Your mom and dad and the, watch it? Uh, no. Uh, my buddy had it, brought it over to the house, and there's a scene in there where a girl who was kidnapped 
and dr- was a stripper and she popped out of the keg topless. So that's first rated R, <laughs> first, first set of boobs I ever saw. We watched that movie a lot. Yeah, I'm sure every, you had it on replay. Mine Caddyshack was, was 1980, by the way. Mine was Bloodsport. You remember Bloodsport? Oh, that Bloodsport. was my favorite movie yeah, growing up. Yeah. That was literally my favorite movie. Yeah, was was that rated school. R? Yeah. Are you my sure? My first rated R movie, yeah. I was in elementary school. Huh. Okay, then maybe yeah. Bloodsport was. I saw it at my cousin's house. Okay. I, I watched that on, why, I watched is it always, that on why is it always at someone yeah. else's house? Yeah. Why do we throw it on someone else? Rated R was not allowed at my house. Yeah. So. All right, let, <laughs> me, let, me, okay let me run house. through my list and then we'll get on to our topic. It was okay, but we did it. <laughs> my list that we're going to run through and then uh, we'll, we'll get going on what we're going to talk about. But Tommy Boy. Oh, Tommy how, did, boy I, was how good. did I forget Tommy Boy? I know. All right, wow. so, so Tommy Boy. Um, I'm going to go with Wedding Crashers. And then, so. Kind of weird, but remember Super Bad? Super yeah. Bad, yes. Yeah. Super yeah. Bad yeah. was there was a There's period. Some funny lines in there. There was a period that I like absolutely loved that movie. I'm not gonna say that's my number one. I'm gonna say Wedding Crashers is my one, but Super Bad is in there. Tyler, totally judging you. Yeah. I'm gonna say one of your favorite movies was Van Wilder. I did like Van Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know Van Wilder? No, if, Van just Wilder. imagine Reynolds, like yeah. bro oh, movie. Yeah. That's Van Wilder. I did like California. Van Wilder. California, yeah. yeah. Oh, Super bad. Like frat boy. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Van Wilder. Super bad was awesome. Yeah. I Super just bad. saw it again not too long ago. It's man. the fastest kid of life. All right. So uh, today's topic um, you know, as we approach the fall and there's a lot of, uh, questions around school starting with the pandemic and, and, and all that, one of the things that, that could be, and likely will be affected is youth sports. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about why we think it's really important for kids to be a part of team sports. Um, not saying that, Hey, you have to put your kid in sports because you know, that. If that's not what your kid's passionate about, you shouldn't push them into it. But from our perspective, the value that team sports brings a kid uh, that that it's really hard to replicate in anything else, just going to school, academics, even performing arts, which I was in performing arts early on as a kid, and it was something that I enjoyed, and my sister, and I know that my daughter's going to be doing it, um, but it's it's just different. There's something about a team sport environment that, that really is impactful for kids, whether they play until they're 12, 18, or, you know, 35. It doesn't matter. There is, there is value that it brings. Um, so so I'll, I'll kick it off if you guys are cool. Well, hold on. Darren's making a funny <laughs> oh, face no, He's, over here. he's thinking. Like, no, he's got to stink What do you, you kick it off. Just go ahead and kick it off. <laughs> I don't even want to go there, right? Cool. Let's just kick it off. Go ahead. So, so number one uh, for me. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> I can't hold back. I'm sorry. What did you do at performing arts? I just, I just got a question of all I, that. I, that totally that, went over my head. That, I didn't even you know, catch that. That's what you hung on to, dude. I had to hold he on said, to that. He, he said a just, good four minutes worth of words yeah. there, and you got hung up on performing, performing arts. arts. What's wrong with performing arts? Head. I'm just asking. What about if I, our listeners like performing arts? I have no problem. He just was asking you. You didn't know that question. I had no idea. This is news. Peter Pan. And his 12-year-old play. Oh, uh, close. With the green tights. Where were you? I was the Cowardly Lion. Oh, that's oh, right. Wow. That's Wizard right. of Oz. I remember Oz. Yeah. Dude, first, one of our first weeks at ESRP, we had to write something down. <laughs> All of our new hires fact that you had to write that. something down that, that nobody knows about us, and that was Tyler's. Yeah. I played cowardly the lion. Cowardly Lion and the Wizard of Oz. Huh. Hey, thanks for remembering, Darren. Yeah. yeah well, he wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, wasn't there. He yeah. doesn't go to much. <laughs> any any <laughs> team events? <laughs> Darren is not included in. All right, so go ahead. I'm sorry, man. I didn't know that uh, you played. The All right, team line. sports. The importance that that it plays. One thing that I think that we're missing in our culture is we're a a you know ribbon giving culture that like hey participation trophy you get which you know you don't have to earn it as long as you're part of it then here you go good job I think team sports um, is a good opportunity for kids to learn how to lose um, and it's a good opportunity also for your input and your contribution to your team to contribute to a win or a loss, but you have to, you're accountable to something bigger than yourself. That's hard. Everything in in kids and and parents, and we're guilty of it in our generation is like, we just want to give them, give them, give them where this is a really good life lesson for them to be a part of a team where they've got to contribute or they are hurting the chances of their team winning and reaching the goal. 
Um, so that's that for me, those are, those are the two things and we can unpack those further, but I want you guys to kind of jump in and, and talk about, okay, some things that you really think are valuable that kids get out of it. Go ahead, D. Go ahead. I'll sit there waiting on you. Listen, I think that there's, look, I've always been big on the learning process and what you have to go through, because I think one thing about the, the, the kids sports and especially if there's a diverse group of kids, you know, black, white, Hispanic, whatever, you get, you have to get to know each other mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. playing as one. I mean, the ultimate goal of a, having a, being a, on a team, especially as a kid is that you have one ultimate goal and that is to win the game. So you all have to play along. You all have to give something. You have to give a part of you. And it, 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 it goes back to when I always look at my kids, when I brought my kids, not even myself, when I used to just mm-hmm. look at my kids when they played individual sports, whether it be basketball, baseball, football, the joy in the process. It's like the practices were fun because the kids were having a good time. They were getting to know each other. They went to separate schools. They got to know each other. They wanted to stay the night over at each other's houses. And I think that's, you know, for me, kids sports brings along all of that because it's not just the kids. It's the parents who get to know each other as well because you're spending. I don't know how many times I, my son played travel baseball. The, the, the club name is the Dallas Tigers. Mm-hmm. The parents, and, and they started when they were nine years, eight, nine, eight years old. The parents, we would travel and have as good a time as the kids. The parents, I'm still on. A, a, a text chain with all the parents. Do you answer that text chain, Darren? Yes, I, more so than the podcast <laughs> text it. chain for sure. <laughs> but I'm saying there's there's this camaraderie about being on a on a team and you know enjoying oneself because it goes beyond. I've always been a believer that true teams go beyond just being on the field. They take so much off the field mm-hmm. and spending time and getting to know each other and. And learning, like you said, learning how to lose, man. Mm-hmm. Losing, I mean, I remember being a kid and, and losing games, and, and you see the different reactions. I was the kid when we used to lose games. I, I'll, I'll admit this. I would throw my helmet. I'd probably say a, cuss, a couple of cuss words yeah. underneath the, Yeah, I was too. You know, you know, man, dude, I would cry. Really? Going home. After oh one loss? My God. Oh, after a loss? Yeah. I just, I, it was just unheard of. But I was that kid, and I remember having buddies of mine who weren't that kid. Yeah, like, lose a game right. and like, dude, hey, cool. Let's go let's, get popsicles. Let's go get a popsicle. <laughs> All good. Let's we're, yeah, we're good. Yeah. And you know, but you just get so many different personalities, man. Yeah. I just think it's so much growth when you can be on a team. That's what I was gonna say. Is the the diverse opinions, personalities, experiences that you get, depending on where you grow up. Now, if you grow up in Highland Park, there's not a lot of diversity in Highland Park, but. In general, you're gonna get people from different yeah. backgrounds all t- working together for one common common yeah. goal, which is what I love. Mm-hmm. I love that because it, it it especially in college or in high school where the teams aren't chosen, it's more about just well, I guess college teams are chosen, but it you get you're gonna get kids from all over mm-hmm. the place. Mm-hmm. It's not just your one little bubble. So you're seeing different perspectives, you're seeing different opinions, and just think about how real how important that is in these days mm-hmm. and and you know a lot of our uh, differences we see as bad things we talked about this before but team sports allows you to, to no matter where you're from no matter who you are you're all working together for that single goal yeah. yeah and I think from a social aspect from a social development aspect it's huge and you mentioned this right you become friends and parents become friends and stuff like that but there's just a the ability to communicate with other people because you have to in team mm-hmm. sports, right? Like you have to you have to be able to express yourself. You have to be able to disagree, but then you also have to be able to overcome those and then you know be friends again because now we're on the same team. We're yeah. going to the we're we're working for the same goal. Uh, so there's there's a lot of social benefits to it to me, and I mean that's what all of my friends really came from 
sports teams that I was on, like mm-hmm. my my best of friends or within the sport or whatever. But it exposes you to a network of people that like, I know what you're going through, right. like, right? Because I'm suffering mm-hmm. alongside mm-hmm. you, right? There's a bond that really is totally different. And whether you're eight years old doing leg lifts and Pop Warner football for the Vacaville Bengals, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're, you know, you know, going through a CrossFit, um, you know, competition, whatever it is, right? Like there's, there's just a bond that is different because I know what you're going through and you know what I'm going through. Right. And we have that connection that that's really hard to replicate. And I think everything we do now is so individualized because we're on our phone or we work remote and everything is so, so we feel so isolated and we feel like nobody knows what I'm going through. Right. right? When in reality, that's not the case, but what the, a team sport does, especially for kids is it reminds you on a, you know, however many times you're with that team during the week is like, these are my brothers and sisters, you know, and they know what I'm going through and they can relate and they can support me. And, you know, they know when I'm having a bad day and I know when they're having a bad day. But you know what also, man, it's for me, it's always been, you know, for kids is that they have to overcome failure. Mm -hmm. They learn to overcome getting their asses kicked, Mm -hmm. like getting knocked down and you have to get up. And I don't know how I don't know if you guys have coached kids. I know Tyler, you coached. I'm uh, coaching here. right now in the middle of it right now. But you know, you you see kids who start off early on, especially at a young age. It may be their first time being on a team and being in a situation. And you'll watch them the first day of practice, and if that kid is stuck to it the entire season, he's a different kid mm-hmm. at the end of the year. Yep. Mm-hmm. He has confidence. He is, is, is willing to talk and yeah. speak and, you know, he's not afraid. And, and, you know, early on you see these kids come in, man, and they're like in a shell. It's the first time playing a, a team sport. They're in a shell. They don't want to be, you know, called out on anything. And then at the end of the day, at the end, you know, 10 weeks later, they're a different person. And I think that's, that's what I like about it because it's just a microcosm of what the world really is. You have wins, you have losses. You get knocked down, you got to get up. You have, uh, you know, you have certain things that go on with your, your own teammates, your arguments. You get into little fights here and there, and then you become brothers again the next day. Those are the things that we go through in life. And that's why I, I always want parents to, if it's not football, maybe it's basketball, maybe it's something, soccer, whatever the team sport may be, they I think every kid needs to have at least an experience in doing so. Yeah, and the other thing I keep thinking about is when <clears throat> excuse me. Uh it's hard to explain, but when working through like you said, working through a challenge, but it's not you know, if, if I screw up and I'm on a team, it's not just me that gets hurt. That's right. Other people are affected yeah. by that. Yeah. You're accountable. You You're accountable. accountable. Yeah. If you screw up, it's not just you. I, now I'm affected by that. And so and what is that there any difference me, in business? Is there anything? That's is, what I'm saying. Yeah. What that teaches me over time is, hey, I need to help you just as much as I need to help right. myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, focus on my job. Focus on what I got to do. Absolutely. But there's a certain accountability of, well, I better encourage Darren to do the same thing. Right. And take care of his business and take mm-hmm. care of it. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, it affects all of us. Right. If he doesn't. And I think if, you, if you're playing... Not that there's anything wrong with tennis, but tennis is a pretty individual sport. Golf's a very individual sport. If you fail, and some people like that, right? Mm-hmm. Some people like, hey, it's all on me. Whether I, whether I do well or whether I fail, it's all on me. And yeah. I, that's fine. But when you get into the real world, you're going to be relying on other people. Well, the chances are you're going to be at some point in your career within an organization bigger than just yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Very few people start a business solo right out of college yeah right. well and, and think about it, even if you do start a business you're going to be relying on people at some that's point true. that work for you yeah right. that's true but so you know what you're going to be relying on their performance exactly yeah, and if you've never in your life so ever experienced having to work as a team or having to rely on other people that's going to be a shock coming mm-hmm. out of the gate mm-hmm. and talk about working i mean would you rather learn that at eight and nine and ten or would you rather learn that as a 26-year-old starting your own company? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. that is, but what, what you're talking about is the sacrifice. Now, how many times, you know, in, and especially coaches for, that are coaching youth sports, there's so many life lessons that can be taught. You know, there's, there's time, everyone wants, on football field, everyone as a kid wants to play running back or quarterback or mm-hmm. wide receiver. Mm-hmm. The glamour positions. And then you get, you know, you get the team together and you know not everyone – 
can play, you know, those positions. You got to have offensive linemen. You have to have defensive linemen. You have to, you know, tight ends or whatnot. And it's a great teaching tool to some of those kids who, you know, thought they were going to be a running back, but now they're playing offensive guard or offensive tackle or center or whatnot. And you talk about the sacrifice as a coach. You can talk about the sacrifice they are making for the team. Mm -hmm. Or you can talk about, hey, if you don't get your block, nothing can happen. The quarterback can't do this. And it's it's forming a belief in, in these kids to say, you're right. If I don't do my job, the running back can't do his job. Right. He can't score a touchdown. And it gets to the point where you could honestly say, and I don't, this is what I used to do when the running back would score the touchdown. Whoever the running back was, he'd score a touchdown. And I would say, hey, your boys, you better go. Congra- yep. Everyone go congratulate. Yeah. So yep. celebrate in the, in the uh-huh. end zone. Yep. And, but that's, that's the part of, you know, those are the learning curves that you can go through. Through this process, man, as a coach, your job is just as important as these kids. Yeah, yeah humility, right? I mean, yes, think humility, about. Yeah. We'll use football as an example. It, it's as old as time. You you're only as good as your front seven mm-hmm. or your O line. Mm-hmm. Your team, Zeke Elliott's not doing anything without a good offensive right. line. As good as he is, yep. Your quarterback, Tom Brady's not doing anything without protection. Man, I, 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 you know what? And so, if those old linemen got to where they yeah. said, "Well, I'm not getting any paper headlines. I'm not getting any any publicity. I'm out." Right, mm-hmm. Tom Brady wouldn't be who he is. Yeah, and so it teaches you that just because you're, because not everybody can be the quarterback, not everybody can be the Tom Brady. So just because you're not, you have different skill set in the workplace. Your role is just as important. In yeah. fact, I would argue it's more important as a as a role player. Right, mm-hmm. it teaches you how to be a role player. Not everybody's yeah. the star. Of the I mean, show. you had. Yeah. I mean, you're the greatest example of that. You know, Demarco Murray rushes for how many yards? Uh, gosh, almost 17,000. Almost 17,000. 1,700 yards, right? Oh, yeah. And literally your job is to sacrifice yourself. Is to run into another human being, yeah. play after play. There's no glory in that. No. And yet he, he can't play without you. Right. He can't do what he does without you doing your role. And if you didn't play team sports, I just wonder how many people go through and get into the real world never having gone through an experience like mm-hmm. that, not getting the shine that they think they want or deserve, and then what do they do? Sorry, eighteen forty-five. I don't want to cut him short. Eighteen hundred over wow. eighteen hundred. You did none of that work. He actually they brought yeah. The to, to your how to many your, fullback dives did y'all have that <laughs> to year? Your, <laughs> to your, how many times did you carry the ball? <laughs> to your did point, you even touch hey, he couldn't have done any of that <laughs> for those seven plays a game. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe hey, we should change the subject. So, hey, so so take off forty-five yards. <laughs> <laughs> no, but and yeah, and, and you're right, and the humility that comes with it. I mean, that's something that. Man, that's it's it's really hard to replicate teaching humility in anything else, right? Like it's such a underrated characteristic, like that that culture has. Because think about the people that you're drawn to. Like, no offense to like guys like Dez, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out because, but like Dez, I think for for a period in his career, and he realizes now that that's not the case. But a period of his career, I think he thought that like I could do this on my own. Mm. Like I could, I could carry this team. I mean, I'm doing everything. I'm not getting any help. And to your point, right? Reality, that's not the case. Well, yeah, like, which is crazy because I he's know. solely dependent on someone giving Some him the ball. The ball. That, that's yeah. exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. And you look at, I mean, T.O. was a guy who was like oh, that, yeah. right? Yeah. T.O. thought that. I love me some me. Right. <laughs> and he thought he could do it. But okay, what's the reality? You need a center to snap the ball. You need an offensive lineman to protect. You need a quarterback to drop back. You need a running back to also protect. You need a tight end potentially to protect or to draw draw coverage yeah, from a safety or a linebacker yeah. for dropping underneath your route. I mean, there's literally 10 other guys that contribute to you making that catch that you think that you did all by yourself, right? right. You went up and won. But the humility aspect is something that's totally, totally underrated, I think, in our culture now because we're, we're teaching self-confidence and this, and that's all good. But you also have to have the ability to, to recognize it. I can't, and we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have gotten here if it wasn't because of someone else, right. someone else helping me. The other thing too, and, and, and you guys alluded to it, right, is the, the resilience that it builds yeah. and the sense of accomplishment in that like, if you didn't play for a team sport and you wanted to quit and you just it was like, okay, I'm just going to quit. Mm-hmm. But being a part of a team sport, now you have other people that rely on you to go finish it. And then on the other side of it, because they helped you, push through the times that you didn't want to. Man, there's times every football season that I was like, man, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah, especially man. when it's, you know, yeah. that's just it. Like, 
How many times have we seen, or have we been in situations where it is hot as heck outside, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you got to figure out like you're going through the stretch lines when even as a kid, you're <laughs> the, the stretch, stretch lines, lines are like, the worst. You want to quit? Uh, what what did Matt Forte say? We're gonna test your love today. We're test your love today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but those are the times. Even as a kid, you're like you're nine, ten, eleven years old, yeah. and you're like, mom and dad can't save you. No, right no. now we're about to go do a drill, yeah. and we're gonna hit. Yeah, we're going to bang and we know we're going to bang. Yep. And then your the anxiety gets there. It's like life, man. Mm-hmm. The anxiety's getting there. I know I got to go hit in this, this Oklahoma drill and it's hot outside and you got to overcome that. Yeah. yeah. Those, yeah. that, those are lessons you can't teach you, hard teach you to do things scared. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fear is a good driver uh-huh. and, and you think, Oh, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. No, you're scared. So you should do it. Yes. And that's what team sports, you know, that, that yeah. Oklahoma drill, there's no hiding in that thing, baby. Woo. It's yeah, you, no it's mono. Oh, I don't know, man. I knew plenty of guys that hit in the back of the <laughs> oh, line. Heck yeah. So I, I was one of them. One, I was two, one of them. Hey, go ahead. <laughs> cut in front of me. Hey, go ahead. Cut in yeah. Me. yeah. I was that kid. I mean, cause you, it teaches you to, to step up to what you're fearful of yeah. and face it and go through it. That's right. You know, the other thing, another, and we can name off 15 things and we will, and we are, is understanding the the overcoming that victim mentality yeah yeah so true overcoming the it's somebody else's fault that Mm -hmm. i'm not where i want to be and yes i get it not everybody's born on second base there are people that that are definitely have advantages than what you have but what team sports is it's like well screw that i'm still going to get to where i want to go even if i have to start a home plate darren you're a prime example of that you didn't start on second base right but you push through that, and sports played a huge role in that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you just—it's the battle, man. I mean, I've always, I always feel like that. that there's so much of a, a you know, sports have, has always been that mind game for me. I, I was never a great basketball player, but I always felt like, you know what, I'm gonna put my, I'm gonna put some work in mm-hmm. be, just because, because it's like a, you don't, sports to me is always about showing off. It's been that way for me mm-hmm. forever. Like I wanted to be the best running back. I wanted to be the best safety because people are watching, right? So mm-hmm. I wanted to show off my skill set as right. well, man. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't, I don't think there's nothing wrong with when you have a competent player, even if it's Dez or T.O. We have There's arrogant, cocky guys that are CEOs or C-suite mm-hmm. people that we deal with on a daily, daily, daily basis, right? Yeah, not well, unique to athletes, for sure. Yeah, but it's just there's a, there's a certain confidence that it mm-hmm. gives you mm-hmm. that, you know, I've done this, I've accomplished this, I got knocked on my butt, I got up, and now I feel like I can, you know, conquer the world. And I think that's a feeling that, that we all should try to experience. Along those lines, what's your relationship now, Darren, at 51 – with things you're not good at currently. I know, I know I'm, not tra- I'm not talking about the, the route of, well, know your strengths and play those mm-hmm. strengths. I'm saying if there's something you're not good at that you want to get better at, what's your relationship with that? What, what's your mindset going into something? Maybe like I got to put the time in. Yeah. I got to put the time in. And you probably learned that. And you just that's playing how you, team yeah, sports, Because right? no one was going to give it to me. Nobody. I had to take it. You probably, now, naturally, you were a very gifted athlete, but I'm guessing day one football was not where you were three years into no. that. So no. if you had never learned, well, there's a process to this. I've got to yeah. get better. I've got to put in the time and the reps. That's the only way to get through this. Yeah, yeah. You and I think for me, yeah, I look at things now because you forget that you being. It's almost like uh, it's almost like two different lives when you're a kid into when you're an adult. It's almost like I tell Whitney, my wife, this all the time. It's like that feels like another lifetime ago mm. when I was a kid. So. You don't think about not being able to hit a curveball as a kid. I, I don't remember thinking the process through in that in depth. It's just I just kept practicing and eventually until I got it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason as an adult, I expect to be just automatically good at things. Right. I forget that even as a kid, I mean, as a kid, you sucked at first. Mm-hmm. You might have gotten over time to be good Better. at something. Right. But you just forget that there's a journey into this thing because we want We've talked about this before. I want it now. Mm-hmm. You forget that there's a process that leads up to getting good at whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that carries over. That's probably my hardest thing right now is patience. Mm-hmm. But the the background I have and those experiences of working through and getting good at something because the work I put in mm-hmm. now lead me to anything I take on now. 
I, I now am in a position where I actually appreciate that. Yeah. And, and now I look forward to not being, you eliminate that yeah. quit trigger. Yes. That's yes. what happens. You yeah. eliminate that trigger to quit. Cause most people get into heart. Like how many times we just talked about it, being in the stretch line. How many mm-hmm. times you've sat there and said, I dude, I, yeah, yeah. It is 112 just, out here with just, helmet just, just wishing for your hammy to tighten yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's time to quit. You want to tap out. Yeah. And I think it allows you to have that confidence. You overcome something. You go through mm. a process and it, mm-hmm. it gives you that, that feeling of, I don't need to quit. I can get that. I've done yeah. this before. I've gotten yes. over things. Yeah, is there right. a better feeling than overcoming? No. Is there a better no, feeling when you did not think you could do yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Then, then going through something you didn't know you could do yeah. and accomplishing it. And so I, I think that's why, and we've talked about this before, but physical acts are so good for that. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's one thing to sit there on the video games and being by yourself as a kid and playing video games all day and getting good at video games. That's cool. But yeah. what about going and doing something physical as a kid? Mm-hmm. Cause I promise you there were days and years where I thought there's no way I can do this, yeah, we got but then you do up. it. We got yeah. one coming up on Saturday. Yeah. Woo. And you proved to yourself that you can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm it just carries it over so much. And it doesn't mean you're going to be a multi-billionaire all the time, right. but little wins are just as good. That's right. And, and proving to yourself that you can push through things yeah. because you've been there before. Yeah. When we talk about this, you know, I think, and it's funny because we, we started this topic thinking like, okay, hey, you maybe talk to parents about kids and why it's important. What I'm hearing out of this is this is really good for adults that played youth sports. Uh-huh. Go back and call on, recall those memories and those experiences and those things that you overcame. Yes, it may not look the same today as it did then, but realize, okay, I, I remember I pushed through that. I, can, I am capable of doing those things. Call on those. Like think back through those things. I want to go back to to your point, right? You were talking about, um, you know, wanting to be a superstar, wanting to be the best, wanting to be competitive and all that. So here's the counterpoint to that. What about, think about those guys that said, nah, I'm an RB. I'm RB1. I'm wide receiver. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going to do, right? And they, they didn't have, if we go back to the humility, the humility to say, all right, what position – can you use me best to help this team win? Mm-hmm. Right. The difference between those two guys, because we all played with those guys that were hardcore, like, nah, man, I'm gonna be a running back. Yeah. <laughs> There's a you have a yeah. 300 pound tailback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But think about those guys that were hard-headed, didn't have the humility enough to say, hey, I can contribute in a much more effective way in another role. Same goes for life now right? That we want to be, Hey, I'm going to be vice president or I'm going to be, you know, business development director, or I'm going to be, you know, whatever your role is, right? Think about the egos that we have in having a title, being in a Mm -hmm. position when a lot of times we need to take a step back and we just need to say, where can I be used best with my skills? Like you said, Hey, I'm, I'm three bills. I'm not outrunning anybody on a toss. Most of the time you don't have that most of the time, football is going to tell, or a sport is going to tell you exactly who you are. I'm serious. It's going to tell you. And that's the thing about, yeah, the, about the sports. The sky like, don't lie. I'll do it. It does not that's, lie. That's the, yeah. And the reality is one thing that. You some, are what you are. <laughs> and it's in your face. No, you suck. You know, seriously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no subjectivity to this. You suck. Well, that's a good point and, of getting feedback, right? Yes, absolutely. If you've never played team sports, you've never had a coach that's been hard on you, you don't know how to take criticism. Exactly. You think it's a personal attack. Let's marinate there for a second. You think it's a personal attack. You think it's something something's wrong with me. Yeah. Having a coach in a team sport hardens you. You, It does, man. To take the good stuff of that feedback. Preach, preach out. (laughs) To take the good parts of that feedback and apply it and make yourself better. As opposed to, well, he said something mean. I'm going to boo-hoo over here and I'm done. I'm out. And I'm not going to get better, right? Right. It's his fault that I'm not good. Look back at it and say, okay, when I did take the coaching, it actually worked, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's inevitable in sports that you take things from a coach and you become better because of it. Yeah. And right now, as, as adults especially, we have a hard time with that. It's very sensitive to words. Yeah. I mean, literally. Like when we talk about lists about fries and restaurants, like <laughs> we are uncoachable. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy how vowels and, and nouns and can, can draw so much emotion. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> but structured in a, in a sentence can cause so much emotion. Yeah. The other thing I think about as an overall kind of what we're talking about 
is um, when I look back on sports, and I didn't have this clarity then, unfortunately, I wish I did, I don't think about any single outcome of a game. I can't tell you what the score was in my third game my sophomore year in college. I don't know. But what I think about is the times in the locker room. And I think about the hard lessons learned. And I think about the 6 a.m. workouts. I never once go back to a result of any particular game. It's the personalities. It's what did I get out of? What did that overall teach? Cooper, we just put Cooper in. uh, How old is Coop? He's three. And jujitsu. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to turn that dude into hard, hard MFR. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the full reason, the whole reason, it's not about learning fighting skills for me. Now, that's fun, and he loves wrestling and all that, and that's going to be awesome. That's going to be a great skill. But for me, I'm looking at discipline. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at listening to authority. I'm looking at working together with your teammate. Not, now, jiu-jitsu is well, the it's, best It's example. like wrestling. It's a team, but, yes, it's individual performances but it's gonna teach, that contribute I'm to I'm looking it. at all the ancillary benefits yeah. as opposed to him getting better at jiu-jitsu. Yeah. I just think it's going to be so good for him going forward. And then, you know, you put him in soccer and you put him in baseball. And as an adult, as a 32-year-old father, I look at all the ancillary benefits as opposed to he's going to make it to the league. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's it's, it's, If he does, awesome. Yeah. I hope he does. And, and if that's what he wants to do. But for me – It'll be well worth it if he can learn all these skills yeah. we're talking about along yeah. the way. So, so a specific example of exactly that. Uh, so, so my oldest son, Luca, um, we played some, we played soccer, and you know that was just like the bunch ball, and there wasn't really anything to it. Um, but he played flag football last year, and he played with some kids that were older than him. So he was the youngest kid by uh, by quite a bit. And I didn't realize the difference between a five-year-old and a six-year-old yeah. and especially a seven-year-old, right? Like, <laughs> right. I didn't get it, right? Yeah, you put him in the mix. So, you put him in there with them dogs, threw him in, I threw him in oh, the fire. It'll be good for him. And so so he he just really struggled with like self-confidence. Like and and it was it was reinforced with that. And he was he I think had a little bit of that in him before he played football, but it really kind of like exponentially made it clear that he was struggling with this. And so he liked it, he liked going out there, but like he just did not have it. And 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 my wife and I we were just like Man, like, is he just not meant for sports or or what? Well, we move we moved to a, a new town and plug him into basketball and played with kids his age, and like parents are now like, oh my gosh, your kid's a superstar! Like, <laughs> how is? I mean, how did you take him to lessons? What do you do? I was like, nah, like he just played with older kids, like in some other sports. It's not, right. but the difference in him. Right. The benefits that and he has been a changed kid since, right? Confidence. And he wants to go out and practice and play sports. Whereas before he's like, no, nah, I don't want to practice. Yeah, because like about. but that's you got a little success yeah. and tasted. Just it. a little bit, yeah, right? right? And there's and there's something good about it because he then realized, okay, like I'm good, but I want to be better now. Like yeah. I scored, I scored two baskets this game. Okay, now I want to court, score six. Now I bribed him with donuts and, and <laughs> yeah. money, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> practicing every day. Yeah. But yeah. but he then now like there was a work ethic that came with it, with the confidence, and he wanted to get better, and he wants to practice, and he wants to play catch, and he wants to do all these things where he just didn't have the interest in it because he was just unsure of himself. So that's one of the like real tangible benefits yeah. that I think kids mm. being a part of sports teams and, they can get. And another thing is your relationship with comfort yeah and we could go we could go a long time about oh, this but man. your relationship with comfort and because there's a fine line of having that confidence that you can be really good mm-hmm. but then never being challenged being the best and never you know you play to you play at a lower level or you're always you're always just playing in that at that level that you can dominate yeah and you're never pushing yourself out of that comfort zone of playing with older kids like you said tyler mm-hmm. probably playing with older kids was the best thing for him but if he had done that forever, it would probably kill his confidence. So is there yeah. definitely a balance? Yeah, and, and a and a you know, it's a perfect mix. Probably it of, makes you adjust of man. failure and yeah. confidence and success, and it's all got to work together. You can't have one without the other. Yeah, in my opinion, you always have to adjust as a kid, and, that, and that's that's the thing. I mean, I don't think if we're all comfortable all the time, then you know you you have no growth. That's mm-hmm. the thing about being a kid and playing in a uh, in a team sport is that you're going to grow. Yep. Somehow, some way, whether it be mentally, physically, uh, you know, you're you're gonna find a way to grow if you stick to it. And that's the thing for me is just the stick to itiveness yeah. of of doing it. Don't allow your kids to quit. Add that to the Webster's uh, yeah. new dictionary. Stick to it. Stick to it. I had a coach <laughs> named Joe Avizano. He used to always say that. Joe, stick yeah. to it. Stick to itiveness. And then he would say, 
And I, this is one thing all kids should hear. Sometimes you're going to eat the bear, and sometimes the bear is going to eat you. And he's meant by that. When I first came in the league in the NFL, I had a day, man, where I was just killing it on the special teams. And I had, they were all patting me on the back. Then the next week, they, blind, they doubled me, they blindsided me, and knocked me on my ass a couple of times. And he said, sometimes the bear eats you. Mm-hmm. But you get your butt up and keep going. Yeah. And that's the same thing for these kids. Hey, man, I mean, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But the lesson learned is you pick yourself up, dust yourself out there, Get your confidence right and get right back. That's, a, that's, that's life right there, man. It is. It. You're going to have good days. You're going to have tough days. Yeah. And going through team sports helps you realize that and takes you, gives you that experience. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. So, so summary, um, if you have a choice between putting your kids in organized sports or letting them watch YouTube, pick organized <laughs> sports. <laughs> Go sign up your kid for a team sport. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We, uh, we appreciate you guys. Don't forget to share, like, Rate five stars. Uh, rate five stars. Shoot us comments. Again, any topics that you would love for us to discuss, we are uh, we're planning on uh, incorporating a few of these that you guys have already suggested. So thank you guys. Appreciate you. Love you. Thanks.